0: comic book pit okay
1: This is episode two sixty seven of the Comic Book Pit. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. And this is our this is our comic review episode, and uh, it's just us today in the yep. studio. Yeah, the,
0: uh, the Superman. For those watching, see yes. the, the Superman twins are in the house. Twinsies. A, the ultimate faux pas. Yeah. We really need to start planning this out. So embarrassed. Yeah. But yeah. That, such is life. Yeah. So.
1: We need, to, we, we need to start, like, a Google Doc or something. Right, yeah. Plan our T-shirts Map out, out
0: our T-shirts for the next <laughs> couple months of uh, shows.
1: It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's but it's just the two of us today. We're in the uh, wonderful Sorgatron Media Studios here in...
0: Beautiful Beachview, yeah. Pennsylvania.
1: Yep. It's, a, for once, not a rainy day.
0: Or, I know, or, right? Well, yeah. it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was earlier. a little bit. Yeah, it rain right. on, rained out in their earlier.
1: Yeah, it rained, yeah, further out, but... Hey, I'll take some dry weather for once. Um, so yeah, so we're going to talk some, uh, we're not going to talk about the weather. <laughs> we're going to talk some comics. So, um, you want me to get started or you
0: want to go get for started? it? Yeah, yeah, go All for right. it.
1: Okay. Well, uh, not so much a review, but I wanted to, um, send a shout out to Invincible 144 because that's the final issue of the Invincible saga, the 15 year saw no. that was yeah. 15 years 15 years
0: god zooks i know no um i i had checked out on invincible a while ago i was a trade collector mm-hmm. um you know i guess it was like six trades in by the time i finally started uh looking into it cuz like when I, I, when I first started reading it i just dove i was buying like a trade a week and so there was like four or six of them right there off the bat and i was just like hardcore into it and then we'd just wait for the trades over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got to a point, I don't even remember where it was. it was. I mean, I had I have like 14 or 15 trades before. I was just like, I'm, it's kind of just gratuitous and repetitive. And I, I just checked out. I didn't want to do it anymore. But
1: Yeah, I feel like I was kind of the same way um, when I, I I had heard about Invincible. And I think it was after maybe the first couple of trades had come out. And I was like, well, I, you know, I think... Because the first trade might have been ten bucks, I think Image was doing their yeah. their nine ninety nine. Um, so the first trade was cheap, and I and I, I fell in love with it immediately. And yeah, like I, I think I read probably the first dozen trades, and I might have even switched to issues at some point. And I started the 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 task of go of like doing some back issue right. diving for those. Of course, it was it started to pick up some popularity. So. The back issues actually got to be hard to find and pricey, which, um, yeah, good, you know, for, for, a, for a non big two superhero book, that's pretty impressive.
0: I'd imagine the, the walking dead pedigree with it probably played a part.
1: Yeah. I, I think it too it didn't hurt.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it was, it was up for a TV show or something like that at one point, I think too. Yeah,
1: I think it had been optioned for something or other, right. but you know, yeah, the, Invincible and The Walking Dead, I think we're only um maybe a year apart or so. I mean they they're, they're not that be. they're not that far apart. But yeah, I think I think one maybe kind of fed off the other where it's like, oh, if you like you know, you like the guy that writes Walking Dead yeah. he's walk, he's writing this superhero book or oh if you you know you like this superhero book you should check out this guy's zombie book. It's it's crazy, you know. Right. Um but no, I I do agree that the the I don't think not to the same extreme that The Walking Dead has become predictable and and just to me boring, uh, but Invincible did at some points fall into that.
0: Yeah, it because it, it just got. I think we talked about this years ago on the show itself, where mm-hmm. it had just reached a point where, for me, and I think even for you too, where the things that made it great had just made it stale i don't know it just it, it really wasn't it was spinning its tires story wise mm-hmm. um it was like just the violence which was like over that had always been over the top and graphic now was just feeling gratuitous
1: i oh, that was and, one of the big reasons why i stopped reading
0: and i think for for folks like you and me to mm-hmm. say that that's saying something like mm-hmm. I, that's not really something we're not really like oh no violence man yeah we're not I, we, I we, we can stomach quite a bit but it's like this is like this is dumb like this is just like blood and guts for the sake of blood and guts. And it's really not advancing anything where before it was always when it started, it was like this really novel, like world building effort where it sort of takes mm-hmm. something that you're familiar with and you kind of know, and then puts a unique spin on it. And then it just kept expanding out and out and out until it just sort of just hit like a, a rut. Yeah. And it really didn't, it seemed like it had something that I started out with like an awesome idea, but then when the rubber hit the road, there was nothing to say. So I don't know. I don't know what's happened since yeah. then. I don't know if it, course corrected or it had a nice wrap up and like it was just planting seeds i mean even a book like chew for example went through a law um but i don't remember being as drastic and hard to hard to slog through Mm -hmm. as what i had gotten to be with invincible of course i was trade waiting on invincible but so i'm reading like five six issues in a clip right and i think i went like two or three trades before i mean i was on the fence like two or three of them Mm-hmm. So that's, like, what, a year and a half worth of comics? Where,
1: yeah, that's about.
0: Yeah. yeah, and, like, when the similar thing for me happened with Chew, that was, like, one arc in the mid-20s. Mm-hmm. That was, like, five issues. So, yeah, this thing just sort of hit, like, a rut, and I was like, eh, I kind of like this, but why am I spending 20 bucks every, like, yeah. six months for this, and it's just not doing it for me? So.
1: Well, I did decide, um, <laughs> even though I haven't read Invincible, uh, I would check in on it from from time to time. I did buy the last issue. Okay. I, I bought it on Comixology. and um, it's here. It is. Oh, there it it look. Yeah. In case you're interested, this is uh, Invincible 144, Part 12 of 12, The End of All Things, and it, for having not read it in a number of years, um, I, you know, there was some stuff I, I really didn't, um, didn't follow, but for the most part. It was it was easy to pick up. It was easy to uh, to see a lot of familiar characters and see how they how he tied up some story arcs okay. and tied up his um, Mark Grayson's. This is the main character, Invincible. Tied up his uh, relationship with certain characters and how his own family has expanded and evolved and changed from issue one to issue one forty four. And it, it, it's almost a book that has it, – it's like two parts. It's like the the first part kind of wraps up the story arc, the end of all things okay. story arc. Uh, and if, in fact, I think this is like it, – it's like a double-size issue. It's like 56 pages. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, it's wow.
1: pretty significant. And then the second half kind of shows the future you know, sometimes TV shows do this where they yeah. will, will jump ahead, and there'll there'll be like leaps of time, and and they'll jump ahead and they'll show the characters at different points in in their future, and and they were kind of doing that with this, where they would show what Mark is now doing. He's really not an earthbound superhero anymore. He's he's um you know he's grown beyond that. He's like a spacefaring uh, leader of this, the, the, the species that his, his father was from the, the something uh, like that. Yeah. Um, So he's, I can remember that. (laughs) So he's, he's basically taken over his father's role as leader of his, his people. And, and so you get to see him now as an, like he's really, I mean, talk about adulting. Do you have a mustache? He does not have a mustache ah. and, he, and he explains it to okay. to his people because yeah. Cause like, yeah. Having the, the big, like the Tom Selleck stash is yeah. like, uh, some, somehow meaningful to their people, but he explains why he just, he made the decision not to grow a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it, it was good. It kind of makes me, it made me a little nostalgic for the series. Yeah. Like I kind of feel like maybe I want to go back and try it again. And like, Start from the beginning and reread it. and
0: It's hard to believe it's been 15. I mean, I guess it was like 12 years ago, if this is 2018, which it is. And then so it's been like 2006. It was the early When arts. I started reading it, yeah. So it had, like I said, it had been around six trades by that point in time. So, mm-hmm. whew, time flies. Yeah. Time flies. Well, goodbye, Invincible. I'm glad that it was enjoyable. You know what? I can segue off that because you want to talk about Image and we were talking about – sure. Last time I was here, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about, like, Rob Liefeld's Youngblood, and and we were surprised that it was such an enjoyable series. Mm-hmm. So I was, I found myself just wanting to find something that looked pretty. You know, we get all these review issues sent to us. Right. And uh, as there's the response, the obligation when we get sent in, we should peruse them. So I'm looking through, and I was like, there, nothing really was jumping out at me, and I saw a copy of Eric Larson's Savage Dragon. Okay. Out there. And I get, it looks like we've been getting them. And I, I went through, I read, I think it was issue 231. I think it was like most recent one that was we received. And I was like, oh, let me look at this. I haven't seen this in forever. Like mm-hmm. I bought like, when Image popped 25 plus years ago, I bought like the first four of like all of them. So I had like the first like Savage Dragon miniseries mm-hmm. back in the day, but I did not keep up with it by any stretch at all. I mean, um. I follow Eric Larson on Twitter. That's about the extent of keeping tabs on okay. anything. But I'm sure it's like you and most people of our age, like Eric Larson 30 years ago, you know, post-McFarlane, Spider-Man.
1: Oh, yeah. It was a thing. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know I really liked him.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I check into it. I have no idea what's going on. I know little <laughs> bits and pieces about where things are going. I know it's like not the Savage dragon's the main character anymore. I guess it's his son – is the main character. Yeah, something like that. So forth and so on. There's like, he's got kids and stuff like that. So I see all that. I You don't really need to know what's going on in this issue. It kind of just tells you what you need for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know. I think that might be picking up. I don't know, for Dan and I saw it. We are in like a, a storefront type studio setting. Oh, there he is again. Yeah. It's fascinating. All right, this is the uh, real world right at our uh, outside our window. Yeah. Um. So, Savage, I pick up this issue and it's just a what struck me is it's like a HBO show now as far as this like there's full frontal nudity. Like there's like this one lady character looked kind of familiar. She had kidnapped mm-hmm. these other like lady characters from the Dr. Dragon's Pass. They're all naked. They're all on some like alien world doing combat. But I mean, it's. Bits and pieces are just exposed. Wow. Like at first, like, it doesn't just jump into it. I'm like, oh, that's like there's silhouette, like, you know, like tasteful mm-hmm. silhouette nudity. I'm like, oh, I guess they're doing this. Clip up a couple pages. No, there's anatomy on display. <laughs> like, all right, so the book is now this. And the language, I know the language is up to, like, there's just no um, censoring itself. No, no filter. No, right. no filter. Yeah. That's a better word for it. It is just a full art, full bar on. Like R-rated comic yeah. book, and it's it's the artwork's beautiful. It's a it's still that same just wacky, very Kirby-esque Eric Larson. Yeah, his, his you yeah. can see the, the Kirby influence in everything oh, yeah. he does. It's it's you know it, it's bombastic. It's just goofy and silly, and everything is. It was fun, so I applauded him for. you can tell, he's having fun telling this story. I'm, I mean, it's like, was it 231? I was like, oh my God, this has been going on for, like... I'm just curious if there's anybody who's been, like, there from day one and has, like, all, like, 230 issues and is, like, in there month-in and month out. Cause so, I,
1: you know, I I kind of think the same thing every time we get a review issue, because I think... I mean, on one hand, I think it's great that, as a creator, like, from a creative standpoint, that he is still churning out Savage yeah. Dragon. But at the same time, yeah, I think... Who is still buying this? Like, does he have that uh, strong of a fan base
0: that he's still it able to put must this be enough to warrant it. I mean, you – I don't know if you're as involved with the day-to-day of a comic store as you used to be, but is it something you would recall stocking and coming in? Was it like shelf copies or was oh, sure. there a pull list for oh, no. it? Was-
1: um, I, I can't specifically remember anyone who subscribed <laughs> to it. I, I mean, I always, re- I remember it on the shelf, Yeah, but yeah. So someone's, someone's, someone's buying. buying them
0: because they're still making them. And,
1: and, and I'm sure a, you know, the, the appeal for a book like that. And I, and I, and I was going to say this for, um, for invincible is that like guys like Kirkman and uh, Larson, you know, they're, they're doing this world building and they're not bound by any kind of uh, editorial right. restrictions—they're not bound by. Oh, guys, we we we're doing a crossover, so your character can't be doing this in yeah. this issue, or we're we're killing that side character, so you can't use them anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are—they're bound by nothing, and so they're able to explore the limits of their storytelling abilities and like their writing and. Um, and they're able to do things like like this. I found the censored version. I don't know if you saw the um, for issue two twenty five of the Savage Dragon. There was a porn cover.
0: I you know what I saw that there was a special illustrator broad. Yes, I did see that. I think I may yeah. have even done enough of a search to find so the. He's
1: having a he's having a, a four yeah, way. The with
0: yeah, yeah that's <laughs> weird. Um. Hey, whatever. But. I would say this. It was fun. And then I saw that we were getting, like, other issues in the folder, so I was, like, even before we started today, I was, like, thumbing through an issue. Um, I don't think I'm going to start buying it, but, you know, if if I just want some eye candy and I don't need something that's, like, I just need some light entertainment, Mm -hmm. I feel like it provides that. Again, I don't know if if it warrants three or four bucks a month out of my pocket, but... Hey, if, if they want to send us review copies, I'll take a look and I'll give you my two cents. But
1: yeah, you know, I'm kind of the same way. Um, it was almost like it was a little nostalgic for me. Every so often, I would, yeah, I, I would never read subsequent issues. Like I would never read like sit down and read four or five issues in a row. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll see. I'm like, oh, a new issue of Savage Dragon. I'll I'll flip through it just yeah. for just for nostalgia, just to see Eric Larson's art and Which just is, to see yeah. his. You know, his his Kirby influences and his, you know, his storytelling choices and his artistic choices.
0: He is is very much a a master craftsman at the trade. I mean, we said mm -hmm. Kirby, but it's just big cartoony bombast. Oh, yeah. His character design is just outlandish and
1: fun. He's still like a a 15-year-old.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, unlike a 15-year-old, like the page design, the composition, all those choices Mm -hmm. are very solid and thought out. So he can still very much like oh, compose yeah. a page and tell a story.
1: Yeah, he's not doing. He's doing things very deliberately. He's not just doing willy right. nilly. You know, just oh, I'm going to throw this splash page on here because it looks awesome. Like
0: I was, you know, thumbing through the one issue earlier, and it was like a anti-Trump rally, mm-hmm. and there's these like anarchist interlopers there that the savage that the new Savage Dragon is fighting, and uh, they're all like gnarly monster looking types <laughs> i think that's fun that's right mm-hmm. so you can still like interweave like real world drama and mm-hmm. have your big muscle bound character and you just these action sequences with these just gnarly monsters and that appealed to me yeah on like you know inside yeah like i get that when i draw stuff like i'd like sure. drawing gnarly monsters like that and big bombastic stuff like that and i, mm-hmm. I even enjoyed the appeal of like Interweaving it with like real world stuff, mm-hmm. so I was able to appreciate that. So I don't, remember. like I said, I don't know. I don't. I have a hard time being like, yeah, I want to start picking that up and like, feeling you know, filling a long box with the previous two hundred issues and just <laughs> diving into that world. But yeah. it's nice to know that it's still out there. Yeah. And if I ever choose like, hey, I would like to check it out, I can just go like, yeah, it's one kinda, way or another, I can dial it up.
1: It's funny that you, like the way you said it, like it's nice to know it's still out there. It's like it, it feels like oh, it's it's like safe. It's yeah. something. That you know, you can always just go to if you want something fun yeah. and I don't want to say like,
0: tried and true.
1: Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say it's not like mindless fun, but it is it's just like like you said, it's that bombastic Yeah. It's just pure comic book enjoyment.
0: It, yes. I they think that's pull that and put it on the cover of it. pure <laughs> comic book enjoyment. There you go. it's it it's, is truly what it is. And the one thing that you the, another
1: thing you said about uh interweaving real world um events or to things from the real world into i mean he's he's always done that he's um he, you know not only just like social issues but you know he had that cover with um of with obama oh yeah uh, right maybe even more than one cover that he's done with. i
0: feel like yeah because didn't like the dragon endorse obama back then wasn't that a cover too and i mean back in in nine, yeah, so. obama was on a lot of comic book covers that is
1: true he was on that spider-man cover which like sold yeah. out in minutes yeah. because yep. no one knew it was it was coming
0: I have it. Does that mean I could, like, pay some bills? Maybe. If I flip it? Maybe. All right.
1: (laughs) If you have a first printing of it, if it's still... I was collecting
0: Spider-Man on the regular in those days, so I do. Then there's a very good chance you have that. Yeah,
1: I would check into that.
0: Cool. I'm going to pay (laughs) off at my car with this issue of Spider-Man.
1: I'm waiting for that day. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll... I'll be in the retirement home. like If that is indeed the, the case, yes. Can I pay for a box of tissues with this copy of The Walking Dead? Yeah.
0: I have a run of uncanny X-Force. How many are these? <laughs> just, uh, just pack them up and send them to the electric company. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> uh, we got another long box from, from the Catherine residence. Oh. <laughs> what do we do with these, boss?
0: What's in there? <laughs> oh, it's the Obama cover of Spider-Man. I'll put a credit on his account. He's good for a while. <laughs> um,
1: well, I guess I, I can continue the... This is the, I don't know. The, the, this might be just a run of uh, talking about image slash uh, independent creators because I read... Um, well, going back to Kirkman, I, I read his new book, uh, Oblivion
0: Song. I know nothing of it. It's, it's called Oblivion Song. Before you go any no, further, I'm, I'm just going to... Here's my uh, spicy take of the day. Okay. I'm not a big Kirkman fan. Okay. I enjoyed Invincible for what it was.
1: Yeah, he's on everyone's uh, company. I went to
0: Irredeemable Ant-Man, didn't like it, mm-hmm. and never was able to get into Walking Dead.
1: You know what? I I hear you on his Marvel stuff. Like, I liked Invincible Ant-Man, but that was only a 12-issue I didn't series. even last the whole series. It, was, it, was, like, it was 12 issues of just-
0: I, I know it says Irredeemable in the title, and it lived up to that. Yeah. But I just – I was like, I don't want to spend money on this. Yeah, his Marvel stuff never really resonated with me.
1: I, I liked – I would say I was like – I mostly stayed for the Phil Hester
0: art Yeah, for, yeah. for the Ant-Man. That's what was good.
1: Um, he did a five-issue series called the, uh, Destroyer. It was a Max book. It was a five-issue. Okay. And I think there was a really good artist on that one too, like hmm. like Jason Pearson or – I mean like –
0: Oh, really? Like, what?
1: it was like a really, yeah, I'm I'm really sad that I'm blanking on it. That See, was I really love good. Jason Pearson, yeah, so
0: I'm surprised that did not... It's, um,
1: but, you know, it's, and he took this old, like, World War II character, I think he was, like, one of the invaders or something, and he's, like, an old man, but he's still got whatever is, you know, powers him or makes him strong, and, um, it's, it, it's really, it's like a bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's just five issues of just action and fighting and blood and guts and whatever. But, uh, so I, I um, yeah, I kind of, this one kind of flew under the radar for me. I'll show the folks watching um, Oblivion Song, number one. Okay. If you can see that from the glare. I think my, so. Um, I can see it. But it's uh, Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici, who's, um, he's an, that's a, kind of a newcomer for me. I don't recognize the name or the uh, but I do like his art. His art is to me it's kind of reminiscent of a like a current Stuart Eminem, mm-hmm. but a little looser like like if Stuart Eminem was like maybe ten years younger or twenty years younger and he was like doing indie comics with like okay. like a little bit of a looser style. Gotcha. But I really
0: I really enjoy it. It's funny you say that because 20 years ago Stuart Eminem was doing like Superman. So I do remember what Stuart Eminem looked like 20 years ago. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, well, you know, it's 20 years ago. And he was ago, still pretty tight, So No, he was, but he was more like um I think everyone like uh, was kind of more or less a clone of each other like like Eminem, Adam Hughes, Terry yeah. Dawson. They were all kind yeah, of like clones of each of other. Same, I mean, they were all good. Cut from the same cloth. Yeah, they were all good. But yeah,
0: Eminem it definitely has progressed from what he was doing like on adventures of Superman, like in 1996. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Oh, I mean, Eminem today is just, Oh, I mean, talk about, yeah. I talk about like a master, uh, draftsman, but, um, so oblivion song, it, 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 from the cover, you might think, Oh, this is some futuristic or post-apocalyptic thing. Cause it looks like it's a city with yeah, like a, some sort of organic thing growing on it. and, buildings look just dilapidated and just torn down or whatever um, but it's actually it's a modern day story about so you know picture how our country reacts after like a like a national tragedy or a disaster like the flooding that happened in the past year in in many parts of our country okay. like in Texas and you know all the terrible things that happened in very you know uh, Puerto Rico, I mean... Okay,
0: natural disasters. Yeah,
1: or, you know, any kind of disaster. Um, And how our country rallies and... But eventually, you know, not to sound callous or cruel, but we forget. Yeah. We, we, you know, we eventually, we move on to the next thing or the next disaster or whatever. So this basically follows a... what I would call a supernatural disaster that happens in a, like, a major metropolitan city. They don't specifically give it a name. It's just like some anonymous okay. city. Um, but um, how, oh, this reminded me of, did, did you ever see the, um, the remake of, or the, the mist with Thomas, I think Thomas. James yeah. It yeah, was, yeah um, the gro-
0: they're in a grocery store. Yes.
1: Yes. It is, yeah. And so there was like these, you know, so there, uh, there was like a barrier between our world and this other world. Yes. Be, you know, they broke through. It was like these creatures and these like grotesque, versions of creatures and just invaded our world. Well, it's basically like that where, you know, the the barriers between our world and this other world, um, broke down and you don't see it. The the story takes place 10 years after that, the event. And the main character is part of this, uh, small team that they go back into the city to find survivors people that have still survived this um, this tragedy. Like, um, they call it the transference. And mm, okay. and it's really interesting because it's only affected this one city. It's not like it's it's not like the entire country is this wasteland or whatever. Which is something different, something you're not used to seeing. Like when something like this happens in comics you're used to Oh, everybody is. Yeah. It's it's
0: yeah. Post-apocalyptic is usually universal. Right. So you're saying this is more like an isolated post-apocalyptic.
1: It's located. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's isolated to just this one city and they've cordoned it off. They've built a wall around it. They've already, you know, 10 years later, they've already built, um, uh, a memorial to the survivors that they never found or the people that they never found. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like a wall of missing people and, um, and it's, 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 really interesting. And it's the, and the main character, he's trying to get federal. Like, I guess he was part of this, um, it was like a federal team. It was like there was, or it was federally funded that they would go back in and, and, you know, after 10 years, um, interest has waned, uh, funding is gone. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, so it, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's really interesting the way they, they're, they're.
0: So he, does it play out more like the, the, the human drama and the, political intrigue of like so if it was like houston or like it's been 10 years since the transference and houston still isn't inhabitable like wh- yeah who dropped the ball on that yeah one? Like, are, still people who's being held accountable for this mm-hmm. or so forth and so on, like that the response to the transference was subpar you know?
1: yeah and then it, there's a there's a neat twist at the end where you know you find out that some people that are still in the the transference city maybe don't want to leave or or have plans of their own. Like, there's, um, you know, they, they cut to this, these people that looks like they've almost become become part of the city. Like, they have some of this organic stuff on them, and so you don't know if they're being influenced by it or. Does or it what say,
0: one. like, this uh, incursion that occurred a decade prior, like, who had stopped it, how it stopped, what? No. And I, so, I, those I, are like super powered beings that live in this world, no. or.
1: No, everything that, like, this guy is using, it's all tech. Okay. There's no um, special abilities. Not that we've seen so far. Okay. But, And I'm sure we'll learn more about this. And that was the one thing that throughout the issue, you know, they, they, they drop you right in the middle as soon as it begins. And you're not really sure what the hell's happening. But one thing Kirkman did pretty well is, like, throughout the issue, he dropped in little nuggets of what happened, you know. Okay. If it was from like, you know, a character listening to a news report, to someone making a speech, to someone talking to someone else, and so it wasn't like a whole page of like, ten years ago, blah blah blah. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
0: it's it's uh, subtly weaved into the Yeah, narrative. it
1: was it was more it was definitely more organic.
0: Cool. So. So is it like the next AMC show? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. It's
1: well, you know what um like I kind of forgot about Outcast. That his book Outcast yeah, yeah, and mean, the show. I never watched the
0: show. It's what Showtime, isn't it? Right. That's why yeah, I, don't I don't even know,
1: know if it's still on. Um I was reading Outcast for, I think I read, like, maybe the first dozen issues or
0: so. Yeah. It was okay. I remember when that thing hit, everyone was like, this is the next big thing, like, oh. buy 12 copies because this is the next Walking yeah. Dead. And issue one, like, flu. It's then... going to be a TV show, and get on it, and strike with the irons. Are. It was just...
1: No, you know, I <laughs> I bought the... Um, well, I was going to buy the first issue anyways, but I didn't buy 12 of them. And And then the second, like, and then I think it went into, like, fourth and fifth printings. And then one day I was, I was at the store sorting through some old, some comics that came in and I'm like, Oh, here's five first printings that we just like, we didn't even bother marking them up. Oh they my. just went out as their regular markup. It wasn't like, Oh, here's issue one for $15. And they're like, Oh no, here's issue one for
0: speculator. Yeah. So, um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I didn't go into read, you know, I wasn't reading Outcast thinking like, oh, this is gonna be the next, this is gonna be another TV show. I mean, clearly they did make it into another TV show. I don't know how well it it does, and I never hear anyone talking about it.
0: Yeah, no. yeah. So I guess um, that speaks to the the uh, cultural significance that it had been hyped up to be. It didn't mm-hmm. live up to it. Yeah. Does, I don't know, does anything really that, that comes with that much hype out the gate, does anything ever really, like, live up to that? Um, LeBron James? It's, <laughs> like, the only thing I can think of as it as springs to mind that came out with, like, massive hype and...
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're talking about, like, general... Yeah, I'm just going to go broad you know, strokes because I can't even,
0: I'm trying to think. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. Yeah, I mean... If you want to focus it, we can, but I'm not – I'm trying to search my
1: – No, I'm, I mean uh, maybe Black Panther. Is that – I suppose. I mean that came out with a lot of hype. I mean I would say like if it, if you would look at an opposite thing, uh, The Last Jedi came out with a lot of hype and that was mixed – met with really mixed reviews. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like more that whenever it comes out with like too much intense hype, I think maybe it sets expectations too high and then it just make, creates an, an impossible bar. Yeah. To to get over, I just can't think of anything like this is gonna be a you know, ground quake of cultural significance, and it is like I, I just not much. Yeah, I would say like does you know meets that.
1: Maybe maybe Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman movie.
0: Maybe you know I was just talking about that last night. I was at the Tunesium for their goodbye party. Okay. And they had the Wonder Woman exhibit up, and my sister in law is like a big Wonder Woman fan, and. Mm-hmm. She uh, she was a fan of the Linda Carter show from back in the day, and so I was like, "Did you see that?" I asked her if she saw the movie, and and as to, as to the to now, I mean, I saw it once. Like the first two thirds, I'm cool with. It gets that third act with this, and it's, it's yeah. Kinda, it yeah. Yeah, I
1: think me. we talked about that one. Probably yeah, talked it,
0: about it on here. Yeah, and it it just
1: it was yeah that the, the last like the final like the final boss, the big bads. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Got to fight the boss. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the whole – it's like that pasty guy with the mustache and he mm-hmm. – even as a god, he was a pasty guy with a mustache. It's like, really? Is yeah. It's kind of – is it? Uh, I know but I think superhero want... movies and third acts, it's always tough, difficult to stick the yeah. landing. Uh, yeah. exposition and, and conflict are can be done very easily because you're just like, oh, a spectacle and wonder and mm-hmm. then bombast and then resolution. I don't know if it's because of the inherent nature of the source – that it's an ongoing, mm-hmm. but it always seems to be that that third act resolution always kind of feels empty. I still haven't seen Black Panther, so oh, I don't okay. know. I tried to go last weekend; it was sort out. I tried going at one thirty on a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> sort out.
1: So you, you got to do what we did when we finally saw Last Jedi. We went at like eight thirty in the morning. Eight thirty in the morning, yeah, yeah. Like, like on a weekday. Okay, <laughs> I could but, do that. I have a, I have late starts, but um. No, I, I would say, you know, Wonder Woman, I think that did a lot for, uh, at least at the time, uh, you know, giving a lot of uh, empowerment and hope to younger, especially female fans, and even older female fans who found a lot, you know, f- they were able to grasp onto a lot of what Wonder Woman was about, and I think we're finding that with Black Panther today,
0: the Black Panther movie. And that's great, I just, you know, I, I would just... I'd hope to give those folks a better product. I'm, mm-hmm. glad, I'm glad you're finding something that you can identify with and can latch on to. My only, well, you know, we don't lament do, is that it, it, it people don't read. You deserve anymore. better. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't. You
1: know, as a society, we don't do books anymore. Yeah. So, and you know, yeah, I don't know how else you know what, what other medium we use to inspire people anymore. Memes. Memes. yeah social media
0: um yeah i I'm struggling with that have you one. seen Black Panther yes it mm-hmm. uh, to, to a person it's the best thing ever
1: i thought I, it was real i thought I, mean, I' say it was like the best marvel movie I, I feel like it was you know for me personally I would say yeah it might be in my top five
0: I feel like every marvel movie that's been coming out like is in the top five for me personally. So I haven't seen it yet. Want to see it. The ads always look, the trailers looked amazing. And so I do want to see it. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. fantastic, but I just feel like what was the last one before this? Uh, Guardian. Guardians 2. Guardians 2. Loved it. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh yeah. Spider-Man loved Homecoming. Loved it. Yeah. it. was like a top, it was probably like my new number one. Cause mm-hmm. I felt Homecoming was just like a pitch perfect movie. I loved how it incorporated mm-hmm. the Spider-Man mythos into the established Marvel Cinematic Universe. I yeah. know Duke was like, "It's good, but it's not Spider Man." I'm like, "It's Spider Man for me." I, no, I thought there, be- there's concessions one has to make, but yeah, it's yeah. not like um, it actually felt like a Marvel movie as
1: opposed to the other Spider like, Man movies.
0: I don't think we all realized. Oh, we were never getting a true representation of what an actual Peter Parker would look like or mm-hmm. sound like until this came along. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they do like a, if he's taking photos for the daily bugle app or whatever they would (laughs) update (laughs) I guess it could still be a newspaper and has like a website and an app and a J. Jonah Jameson of some sort.
1: Yeah. There's, there's definitely that they, they barely scratched the surface of the Spider-Man mythos, you know, with, with the new, the the new incarnation, you know, he, I mean, in in the movie, they didn't even have him really use his, um, he didn't have a spider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's still so much to explore. Um, Anyways, I don't even know how we got on this, but
0: oh, you're talking about but, how all the Marvel movies, like the, the, uh, and each one seems to up the previous one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Thor Ragnarok.
1: Oh, yeah, Ragnarok that was, was amazing great.
0: too. That was great. That that was the most recent one. Um, like they're all like everything that comes out. Like I, I have to like reshuffle. Oh, I know. Sort of
1: we were talking about uh, representation, Kirkman's shows, and how oh. uh, if it was going to be way back there, we got done, this. Yeah. we gotta gotta go back we gotta keep we gotta roll so i was
0: reading savage dragon so this is episode 267 um
1: anywho um so uh, do you have another another i read um
0: yeah yeah and did totally switch gears uh from the marvel comics entertainment group i read uh defenders number 10 recently okay i don't know if i've talked about the defender series on this show or not um, we might've talked about like the first maybe. issue or the first couple issues. I really, I, I, I dug it. I, I think
1: it. I read like the, I'm, I'm, I'm behind, but I've read like the first okay. five or six issues. I it's think. finite.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 10 is the last one.
1: Oh, okay. Bendis
0: leaving Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's one of those series that they wrapped. Sure. And. Oh, that's, that's because that's Bendis' book. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure what they were going to do. No one else is going to I mean, when it dropped, it came out, it was like in conjunction with the show and. So I didn't know if it was one of the things they were going to try and keep moving forward with or not, and they didn't. And it was, it was a solid ten issue series. Um, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to ruin it for you, but mm-hmm. it, it it was the goods. It was the goods, top to bottom. Okay, artwork, story, everything yeah. about it just was done very well. Same and, same, same, same artist. Same artist. Been the as the entire series. Yes, he's he's terrific. Yeah. Someone I really wasn't too familiar with going into this book, and uh, really enjoyed. That. Okay, His so, artwork.
1: so you didn't, so you weren't reading him because I think he was doing. Was he doing the Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man? Um, I,
0: did not, I did not read okay. that
1: when when there was I think still he an was, Ultimate. Yeah, like, yeah I did like, yeah, yeah, I never read that. Never.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot. me um, and Bendis, and conversely, I guess would. It was like New Avengers. Like, I wasn't a huge Bendis follower. I didn't follow him title to title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, like, yeah, whoever he may have been working with doing the Ultimates, this or whatever that, I any mean, of those types of artists, it just did not, we didn't cross over. So, it's going to be interesting now because I am a Superman reader and he's oh, taking over yeah. Superman. And it's going to be, and I've loved the current, like, creative team in place, like the Tomasi Gleason. Mm-hmm. Team that was doing the the core Superman book action, I was like, I would just check in as needed. Um, I know it's Dan Jurgens and he's been doing Superman for like our lifetime, yeah. But the, the Superman book itself was the one that that had me in, and uh, it's gonna. I'm I'll, I'll keep with it. I'm curious. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. You know I mean? I, I'm anxious to see just what it is because I know – I'm sure it, for him as an artist, it comes from a very personal place and there will be a very uh, passionate mm-hmm. in the work. But it is it is a tough act to follow for me because there was some very solid storytelling going on with the last what, two years now yeah. since rebirth of Superman and, and of this. So and I, from what I understand that I'll all be honored and carried on. But I'm just anxious to see what this is going to be like. So, mm-hmm.
1: I think everybody is. It's, it's going to be an interesting transition. Yeah. From you know to see what he's, you know, from all, everything that he's done, the amazing amount of work he's done at Marvel to now playing in DC's toy yeah. box.
0: Yeah. It's going to be so. Yeah. If it's the same sort of like love and care that was in like the Defenders, mm-hmm. then is is going to be mind-blowingly good. Because now it's like the biggest superhero character of all time, arguably. Yep. <laughs> uh, so if it's that type of – if we're getting that quality, then this could be some stuff for the ages. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it could just fall flat on its face. I have no idea. But I'm, uh... Well, I'm
1: really looking forward to Action 1000 because – not only because that's going to be his first yep. um, foray into – you know, the, the character and the book and whatever. But I mean, did you see the lineup for that, for that book? I mean, that's uh, like,
0: I have, I got my, I, did, I put in my pre-order at, for my, my local shop, Phantom Monroeville. And, uh, I'm getting the all red cover. I don't know if you've seen the all red cover. I did,
1: I, I saw, yeah, all the covers. They were, they were take like, on like the, they're all like by decade, right? Yeah.
0: And his is like a riff on like the golden age like or the, the silver age. Or something. Yeah. The checkered box, 80 page yeah, giant. Yeah was nice era, yeah. It, it's the good. I didn't see it, and I was like, "Oh, Orange's going a cover. Well, put me down for that one." I, right, sight unseen. <laughs> but uh, then I saw, it, I'm like, "Oh, yeah." The only
1: thing it's a little, it's a little uh, sad, and I mean, I'm sure there are reasons, but
0: uh, no, John Byrne. That you know, it's amazing. You yes, no, John Byrne. It's amazing you bring him up. I uh, came across in the past couple months. I've sort of rediscovered Byrne Superman. I was out at Copacetic a few months ago, and there was a bundle of Burns Action Comics run from leading up to the 14 or so issues that led up to 600 where every issue was like a team-up issue. Mm -hmm. And it was like a song. It was like five bucks for like all of them. Wow. So I snagged that. And then I was out at Phantom last week, and they had bought someone's like old collection, and there was a run of the Superman title. That burn it. Like one – there's a couple choice ones missing from there. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I started – I tried to see if, if I could uh, haggle, and I was shot down. So I'm going to have to piecemeal those ones. <laughs> but I did I'm, – I'm picking away at that. Because you may remember it's like Superman 22 with the – he's got the hood on. He's like that. Was, I bought that one off a of spinner rack. I was like eight years old. Oh, okay. So like burn Superman and me kind of go back a ways. Yeah. And uh, I
1: think that's when I start. like when I when, when I picked his stuff up, it was it was shortly after – like I, I didn't read Man of Steel, but I started reading Superman after okay, yeah. the Man of Steel miniseries.
0: And see, at that point in time, I was so – I mean I really wasn't – that's around the time I was starting to like go to the local like newsstand with the spinner rack and my mm-hmm. grandfather would be like, yeah, grab a couple. And like I said, 22 was one of those ones where I was – this cover and yeah. what's going on read it and be like, Whoa, like, I don't know what's going on in this, but like this world's dead. And like Superman executed these people and Supergirl's like purple chewing gum. I, what is happening? Like, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, let me, you know what? I, just because I was thinking about it and I, I, I found the, uh, I found the list of creators for action. Yeah, let
0: me
1: see. just, let me just run this down real quick. I mean, and, and almost all these just jump off at me. So we got Brian, Michael Bendis, John Cassidy, uh, Olivier Coipel, Paul Dini, Jose, Louis, uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Solid. Yeah, I mean legend. Patrick Leeson, uh, Butch Geis, Jeff Johns, Dan Jurgens, Tom King, Jim Lee, uh, Clay Mann, Brad Meltzer, Jerry Ordway, Tim Sale, Louise Simonson, Scott Snyder, Kurt Swan, even though he was still around. It, he's not.
0: It's, oh, okay. uh, I think it's an unpublished.
1: Okay. Oh, that is, okay. That, I did see that then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Marv Wolfman. And it says and more. So. Yeah. And then uh, the covers, uh, Steve Root's doing the 30s. Uh, Michael Cho. I love that guy. Michael Cho. He's doing the 40s. Yeah. Dave Gibbons did the 50s. Uh, All Red's doing the 60s. Uh, they, they dusted off Jim Steranko. To do this, <laughs> to do this, to the 70s. Um, does Serenko have any history with Superman? Not that I, th- not that I know okay. of, but maybe, you know, he's just so gonna be like
0: some swirls he's, and he's just still a living
1: legend and cutting
0: edge graphic design into the 70s Superman. <laughs>
1: well, I, I, I did see, I forget what site it was, but I did see the previews of the, the all the covers and I did see, I mean, Serenko, it looks good. It still looks pretty tight. Um, Josh Middleton is doing the 80s. Dan Jurgen is doing the 90s, and Lee Bermejo is doing the 2000s. Hmm. And uh, Jim Lee, I think, is just doing the regular newsstand cover. Okay.
0: And the red trunks are coming back.
1: Yes, the red trunks are coming back. I mean, just the you know that that's such an amazing lineup of creators, and it's only 7.99. Which I, to say, is only 80 pages. Seven, um, to say, uh, let's see, 80 pages. I would expect. I mean, for especially for an, uh, a landmark issue like that, they they probably could have said, "Oh, ten bucks." Yeah, like, yeah I, I thought they would. I, mean, I figured for sure it was going to be like nine ninety nine.
0: But I thought I'm surprised that it isn't because I thought for sure it would be. Is this the Stranko one? And uh,
1: that comes out. No, it is. Uh, that comes out April eighteenth. I want it now. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good
0: question. Like, why no John Byrne?
1: You, I yeah, that's. I don't know. That's
0: bizarre. It's a little
1: disappointing, but I mean, like I said, I'm sure there are reasons, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, creators and, you know, that might have a beef with the publishers and, you know, and John Byrne is definitely, yeah, he's not one who to ever bite his tongue about anything.
0: I don't think there's a bridge he hasn't (laughs) burnt. So look at that Jerrigan's Kevin Nolan one. And I don't know. I don't know. Something weird about Nolan on Jurgens. It just doesn't feel, feels mm-hmm. underwhelming. Like, it should be, like, if I say Dan Jergens, Kevin Nolan, I mean, I, it's not like McFarlane, life out McFarlane, but mm-hmm. still, it, there's a certain, like, red expectation that they creates. So and yeah. this one just feels like, eh, eh, mm. oh, not, not doing it for me. But yeah, I like that all, love that all red one. The Stranko one looks okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Stranko guy either. I never, I mean, I can appreciate what he's done, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't float my boat like mm-hmm. there's some people. Yeah. Well. All right. Well. Um, <laughs> so there's like two like well-respected <laughs> creators. I'm just like, eh, you can keep them. Like, ah, they're not for me. <laughs> so if Kirkman and Stranko did a book together, it's not getting my money. It's what it goes down <laughs> to. Oh my gosh, that would be
1: that would be an interesting pairing. <laughs> um. So, the next, uh, so I only have one more book to talk about, and it's kind of following up a conversation that uh, Scott and I had a couple episodes ago about Mark Miller bringing back his kick ass property. And this is uh, uh, Hit Girl number one.
0: Awesome. I read Damn Hit Girl it. number one too. Did you? I did.
1: What did you think about I it? I loved it. I always did. I even
0: read Kick Ass. I didn't hear, I didn't get to hear what you guys said about Kick Ass, mm-hmm. and I don't want to retread. Um, was skeptical, but loved it. Is, mm-hmm. is my, that's my review for Kick Ass number one. Wasn't okay. sure, but lo- loved everything about it. Hit Girl, uh, I, I dug it. it it's, it was, it, it's always weird, you know, without Romita mm-hmm. there. Cause it's, it's like, I don't know, they they're, they're kind of like Lennon McCartney on these books. They kind yeah, of that's a good, go together. Right. Uh, so without – this is more like the Wings version <laughs> of, uh, of of that world. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it.
1: I So I, I think I've just come to the conclusion that this is basically just – it's like a grindhouse comic book. Yeah. It really – it's not going to do much more than just – be blood and guts and in your face. Um, it, I thought it was okay. I didn't. I didn't. I. I, it, I, I think I wanted to love it, or want, at least wanted to like it more than I did. You know, I wouldn't say I like. I flat out hated it. I. I didn't mind the, the artist. It was I it, because it was different for the book. It was different from J R J R.
0: Right, and, and it so was that, definitely
1: like more of like a, a manga influence. Yes, which sure was for that for that character, which is a, you know, the character is like a young girl. What is she supposed to be like, what is she like 13, something like, a something give like or take, that, yeah. you know, um, it felt a little more appropriate. Like the art felt appropriate for the character. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was, I, I don't know that I'll read subsequent issues. Um,
0: well, and then this one's going to have like a rotating uh, staff of creative teams. Oh, is it? Like I think Kevin Smith's doing the next arc. Like Miller's doing this first, like four in Columbia. It's like girl World. tour. oh, oh, oh I see.
1: So, so it's not gonna be. So it's not gonna be like issues. Be like per arc. Per arc. Okay, yes, so not every issue is gonna be. No, done. no, it's every arc
0: arc's gonna be is gonna be. a different so this is, team.
1: This is an ongoing. Yes. Okay. See, I just assumed it was gonna be a mini, like a four-issue mini or something.
0: No, I, it's. I, I suppose it's ongoing. In the sense of mm-hmm. it, it won't be, like, this four and then it's done. There will be another. well, I understand is, like, it's every arc is, like, her going to a different country. Yeah. That, that I, I, I did hear. her style of justice. Okay. I guess I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I forget, the, I, the only name that sticks out, I know, is Kevin Smith's writing an arc. Okay. And I forget who. There's, like, the next two more arcs after this one have been announced. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess the, the only thing that, and, and I think this, this goes throughout the entire kick ass franchise, is, you know, or at least where they departed from the beginning, where, you know, the original miniseries was supposed to be real life superheroes, you know, like real people becoming superheroes. Yes. Yeah. And, and but now, and, and, and it seemed, there was like a, an, a, an acceptable or an appropriate level of violence that seemed to go with that idea that this is this could happen in the real world. It, it and now I felt like it
0: was violent but it showed like the real consequences of right. such violence.
1: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's a, that's my point exactly. So now but but now we're at the point where the the action and the violence are so far removed from the original concept of this that it's I I'm not saying it's bad but I think it's now the franchise has just evolved to something different. It's not no it's no longer like you, you feel that
0: way about kick ass? The new kick ass?
1: I actually I, I feel like the the, the, the new kick ass maybe stayed a little uh That's my I, I, I would see, to, Yeah because the new kick the first, I mean it
0: didn't really have enough to consequences really weren't shown right what, what not I,
1: a lot happened in that first issue
0: but what i did love about the first issue um was yes. the reason why she wore the costume mm-hmm. she wasn't trying to become a superhero it was like a, a ruse mm-hmm. to throw off her, her plan. yeah that that twist there it was like oh yes i'm into this and mm-hmm. and it's someone who is capable of actually doing this. Someone who's been. Unlike the
1: original Kick Yes. <laughs> who eventually became capable, but when he first started out, I mean, he was terrible. And yeah,
0: he's just some fan. This is not some fanboy. She's just doing it to throw people off a of scent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I. And then, so actually, yeah, so there was no real consequences to the action in the. To the bonds, in the first issue of the new Kick Ass. Uh, but with yeah, with Hit Girl, it's it's kind of just. I, I agree. It yeah. has gotten away from that, but yeah, to me, it feels natural. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a harsh departure. I think the harsh departure was the artwork mm-hmm. and it wasn't the same artist we've seen. Cause I remember when they yeah. did that hit girl mini before that was supposed to be a different artist too. It might even be this artist. I forget now I'd have to go back and check, but then Romita ended up doing it. So
1: yeah, he, he did the entire series up to this point.
0: Yeah. This is like the first time he's not touched these characters. Yeah. But, um, I, I dig it.
1: Yeah, I think it, I might like it a little more if if they were able to introduce some, some actual character, like characterization to hit. Like Hit Girl Real just feels like she's just like an empty vessel at this point.
0: They're, they're, I think with Miller, it's that stuff comes when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably happen. So, there will probably be some growth. But maybe I, know, I could be way wrong. Maybe this is just a character. This is just pure, like you said, Grindhouse, and this is just an exploitation. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's book. just for him to have fun. Yeah. And say, look, here's this tiny little girl. Queen who's... girl
0: that cuts people's heads off or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's all it is, and there's no learning and growing. Yeah. But... There's that's it.
1: there's no there, uh, you know, no there's no knowing there's half the battle, and
0: yeah, and that's what this the is the other went. half of the battle. <laughs> yeah. But I I did like how she was trying to train a new Mm kick-ass. And he's like, oh, guys, don't want to do this. He's like, like, you got – I didn't really want to do this to begin with. You kind of forced me. It was Mm -hmm. like, you need a ride and my mom will take you home. (laughs) I'm
1: out. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny. So.
0: So that was cool. And then like her own – so I mean there is some – yeah, I guess like her her motivations for like recruiting sidekicks. It's not, I mean, there may be something to that. Maybe she learned well, something well, from that. Well, she
1: did actually say in that issue, um, she gives the impression that she's like, I'm actually kind of lonely. Yeah. So, okay. It's like, a, yeah, that, you know, if if they were to explore that a little bit, maybe, yeah, maybe she doesn't necessarily want a part. Maybe she she needs a partner in crime, but maybe she also needs. She wants.
0: It's not some, I mean, she yeah. wants she wants companionship. Yeah. Companionship. I don't think she needs so much needs that partner in crime. Mm -hmm. It's more of a want, but she, and she talked
1: to her, she talked to her dead, her dead father briefly, you know, it's like a,
0: is that Obi-Wan moment?
1: Yeah. So (laughs) clearly, you know, she's, uh, yeah, I mean, well, clearly she, you know, she's got a lot of issues, but she's also, like she said, she's lonely. I mean, she, she literally has no one in her life that, know that isn't a target
0: right so and it's like how did she get that arsenal to colombia see that's the thing i saw that and i'm like maybe you know these aren't the type of questions to be asking in this book
1: (laughs) no yeah that's one of the things like if you just go to you know if you if you start unraveling the thread the entire sweater falls apart yeah but that's where you know sometimes that's where this character falls down for me is that She's too much like they 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 treat her like Batman, where like there's no explanation for why she's got this fortune. Hmm. I mean they, they they do say in one of the earlier kick-ass series that like, oh was it her dad's from, comic her,
0: book collection or something yeah, like that? Yeah, her and
1: her dad like he f- funded it with his comic book collection, but then like they also stole money from drug dealers and yeah. criminals and
0: but that's what you were talking about before, where like kick ass, the original kick ass was very much uh, real world and was ground was grounded mm-hmm. where this is no longer grounded. Exactly. This is much more a, a comic book, not a, a documentary. Right. So but I, I think I think now that you know mm-hmm. like is this what you want from this type of character. Are are you willing to accept that in this format? Yeah, I don't know. It it's
1: it's you know, it's not the worst thing I've ever read. It's just just doesn't um, doesn't do anything for me. It, yeah,
0: it, I it, might, it's, it, it veers from the formula a little bit.
1: I might check it out, like check out the next arc, or see. Yeah. You know, I, I might check in every so often. Do we see. give you copies? Uh, yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm the only thing I'm losing is like five minutes of reading
0: yeah,
1: time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, it's kind of costing me a dime. I'm but... investing
0: into the physical product. So okay. <laughs>
1: So it's more of an investment for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, no, I'll I'll probably check in from time to time, especially if there's a new creative team on each arc to see how they treat the character. Yeah. If there's any...
0: I'm curious to the Kevin Smith arc.
1: Yeah, I had no idea that he was going to be working
0: on on it. I've seen his work on it with teen girls and yoga mm -hmm. hosers. You saw that, right?
1: I have not not seen any of his
0: True North movies. No. It's not as horrible as everyone makes it out to be. Mm -hmm. I think when you go in with like everyone having crap in its mouth, then you're, there's really nowhere to go but up. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I don't know. I I enjoyed Tusk. I was, I was always in with Tusk. Mm -hmm. Uh, yoga hosers, you, in very much like the hit girl series, you have to, uh, curb your expectations of what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it's silly. It's a silly comic book type. Like we said with Savage Dragon. Yeah. It's just goofy fun. Right. Uh but really wasn't as as awful as I thought. So like having seen like how we wrote those two characters and now transferring that approach to uh Hit Girl could be interesting. hmm Could be interesting. Okay. But I'm a i am a you know I'm not a sucker for all things, Kevin Smith, but uh I'm a sucker for most things, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Even I draw a line. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, um, anything else, any comic-wise you got to talk about?
0: Comic-wise? No, that's okay. about it. I mean, okay, reading a bunch of stuff, but I don't know. There's no no thoughts to put out into the world that okay. are formulated yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can we can probably wrap this episode up then. Um, don't forget, you can find Comic Book Pit at comicbookpit.com. And we're on iTunes and Stitcher. We are also on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for at Comic Book Pit. And uh, if you are so inclined, you know, visit us on iTunes and leave us a review or a a star rating. That'll help us uh, promote the show and get the show out there to new listeners, which is always a cool thing.
0: Oh, yeah. One last thing before we go. I did think think. Yes, sir. Um, No, me on. Okay. (laughs) If we we talked earlier about uh, people saying, like, Come send us review issues. If you out there make your own comics and would like
1: some, oh, yeah, know, who's like
0: us to throw their two cents on it, by all means, like send us a PDF or hit us up through one of the various social yeah. medias. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we're pretty nice about stuff. So go ahead yeah. and send it. And we'll, we'll tell, you can, tell, tell the world what we liked about it.
1: You can email us actually at comic book pit at gmail.com. And don't forget that is pit with two T's. Yes. So it's in
0: the city. Yes. And so not a not a hole.
1: Right. <laughs> so okay, well I think that'll be it for this episode. This has been Comic Book Pit episode two sixty-seven. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. And we will see you next time.
0: Bye.